Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I'm just so excited about this episode because we just came through uh, a big thing in, the, in America, uh, our election of a new president and vice president. So I got a really good one today that we're going to talk about. Who's really in charge? And I know you might want to I think everybody needs to know who's really in charge. Even though we have people on the earth who are designated by God to be in charge, but we need to know who's in charge at all times, and he knows everything, even before it happened. And I'm so excited about this message, but I want to let you know, first of all, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I just feel like God just wants me to speak to you about this. I was going to use a, a different book, but I'm going to... I'm going to use a different book. I'm going to go out of Genesis. We're going to be talking about Joseph, uh, chapters 40 and 41. Because I want you to see that God is the ultimate in control of your life, the whole world. That there's nothing that happened that God is not a part of. And even though we pick leaders and people are born as kings and queens into families, but God is the ultimate person in charge. I don't know what you're going through right now, but if you're dealing with any sadness, loneliness, depression, I want you to know that God has your back. And whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. And I hope that this really blesses you because, like I said, we just elected a new president, a new vice president, uh, the first uh, lady vice president, a lady of color takes this position so uh we live in some exciting times but also when we look at the president-elect uh here's a guy who had ran three previous times before and lost they said that he first time he ran when he was 40 but it showed that he didn't give up at the age of 78 he's going to be the oldest person ever elected to the office of president and i want to let you know don't give up Whatever you believe in God and for, understand that God has the ability, he has the power to bring it to pass. So I'm excited about this message because it's going to give you hope. It's meant to give you love. This is going to let you know that, hey, you don't have to, you don't have to worry because God is fully in control. And what God does, he uses this young man, Joseph, who was sold into slavery. His brothers disliked him because he was the father's favorite. And they sold him to some Israelites going down to Egypt. But before we get started, we're going to open up in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we just thank you for today, Father. I thank you for this word, Father. In this time and season, Father, let everybody know that you are fully in charge and that you control our destinies. You know what's going to happen before it happens. And I'm so excited to share this with the people. This message of hope and inspiration and love. I just thank you, God, for the day. I pray, Father, for those who are incarcerated, those who are in hospitals, Father. I pray, Father, for uh, children who are doing e-learning. I pray for people who's dealing with the COVID situation and don't know what to do and so tired. But, Father, we know that you're using all this for our good and things are going to work out 
for us in the long run. Father, I just thank you, Father, for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today, I'll be reading from the NIV Bible, and I, we'll be looking at Genesis chapter 40 and 41. We're going to see that God is in control of the whole world, the whole world, the whole universe. And I'm so excited to talk about this because we need to know that uh, God has control of your world, my world, and everybody's world, and that we can depend upon him because he's going to let us know things even before they happen. So I'm excited. Like I said, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And if you have any prayer requests, I'll ask you, would you please send them in so that I can stand in agreement with you and watch God do wonderful things in your life. But we're going to get started in Genesis chapter 40. And we're going to see Joseph. Right now, Joseph's going to be in prison. He's going to be in a place where there is no hope for him. There is no way out. But like I said, we have to find out who's really in control. God is in control. Because God is going to use this time in Joseph's life to bring him out of prison and set him up. And he's going to do it through dreams. Did you hear me? He's going to do it through dreams. So... If you if you have a dream, understand it could be talk, could be God talking to you, but God's going to use a series of dreams to show that He's in charge of everything, that there's nothing that He doesn't know. He's going to use Joseph in such a dramatic way. So, get ready, get your Bibles, get your pen, get your and take some notes out because we're going to just talk about this thing that God is fully in charge. And like I said, you don't have to uh, be concerned because God is fully in control. And whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. Genesis 40, NIV, it says this. Sometime later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master. The king of Egypt, the pharaoh, was angry with his two officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guards, in the same prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he attended them. See how God has set you up. I'm talking about when Potiphar's wife lied. She didn't know that he was going to be in a place where he was going to be elevated. She probably even forgot about him because he was put away. But when God, remember like this, God can do things suddenly in your life. He can take things and turn around suddenly, immediately. In other words, God has the ability to do just like that. Don't ever think that God can't change your circumstances in an instance. He can because he's all powerful and he's the creator, in other words. And so he's going to use these, these dreams. The dream that the cupbearer is going to have, the baker is going to have one, then later on the pharaoh is going to have one. But he's setting Joseph up to be released, but also he's setting up to let the pharaoh know that 
He is in control and not him. Because I want you to understand, you got to get the backdraft of this. At that time in Egypt, the Pharaoh was considered to be a god. So when Joseph finally gets a chance to talk to him and tell him about God, his God, who created the heavens and earth, and he's going to break down what God is getting ready to do on the earth, and the Pharaoh has no say-so in it. What God established is going to happen in your life. So get excited. Get excited, get excited, because God is moving. Understand this. Don't ever give up. Trust God. Believe God. Know that God is working things out for your good. And if you're excited, say hallelujah. Say amen. And I'm speaking to someone right now who don't believe that their circumstances can change. I don't care what the people say. I don't care what your family say. But if God, but if God, but if God has chosen you, he will bring it to pass. So get excited in your life. For those who doubt that God can do great and wonderful things. Because he's God. He's a great God. Who really is in charge? That's the title of the message. Whatever's on your heart, mind's on God's heart, mind. He loves you. He cares for you. But guess what? I even love you and care for you. In other words, and I want to see God move in your life and do tremendous things for you because he loves you. And like I said, I'm so excited because we need to know who's real in charge. Like I said, we, we, live in, we live in a time where we just elected new leaders, but God is ultimately in charge. What God wants to happen will happen. Now let's go on to and look at this in verse 4. The, the captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he attended them after they had been in custody for some time each of the two men, the cupbearer and the baker, and the king of Egypt, who were being held in prison, had dreamed the same night and each dream had meaning of his own. When Joseph came to them the next morning, he saw that they were dejected. So he asked the Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in his master's house. Why are your faces so sad today? They both had dreams. And they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. See, God is going to use Joseph's skills. He's going to use this thing because Joseph was known as a dreamer. But what Joseph's going to do, I want you to know. He's not looking for honor and glory for himself. What he's going to do is when he begins to break down these dreams to these, these two guys, he's going to glorify God the most high God. He's going to glorify God because he's going to let them know that it's not him, but it's God getting ready to reveal something unto them about their life. Guess what? Sometimes when you get a message from God, don't mean it's always going to be good. Sometimes it's going to be a hard message because one of these guys is going to get a hard message. And, it's, and the reality of it is that it's going to come true. It's going to come true. Then Joseph said to them, do not in interpretations belong to God. 
Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell me your dream. Hallelujah. The first thing he said to them, they told him he had dreams. The first thing he says, interpretations belong to God. God is in charge of everything. There's not a man or a woman on earth who's in ultimately in charge but God. Oh, you got to get excited because you got to know that God, he can do anything suddenly. He can change anything instantly. I hope that y'all are excited. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I don't want you to be discouraged. I want you to let you know that God is in peace in charge who really is in charge okay so let's go on so you know we see that god is in charge so the chief cupbearer told joseph his dream he said to him in my dream i saw a vine in front of me and on the vine were three branches and as soon as it budded it blossomed and its cusca rep ripened into grapes the Pharaoh cup was in my hand, and I took the grape and squeezed them into the Pharaoh's cup and put the cup into his hands. And this is what Joseph's going to come back. He's going to, like I said, he said, this thing was interpreted by God. He ain't trying to take no credit. Remember like this. Always give God his glory. Always give God his honor. Always testify. This is what I want you to understand. This is what I've been trying to say through the whole time that I started this podcast that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and our testimony. Our testimony is so significant, it's going to change people's lives. And God is using Joseph at this time in a place, in a prison where, guess what? There ain't no parole, ain't no parole board. Ain't nobody coming down there going to let him go. But God is ultimately in control. And he's going to use three dreams to let the whole world know that he's in charge. He's going to let the most powerful person on the face of the earth let him know that he's above him. And let's go on. This is what it means, Joseph said unto him. The three branches are three days. Within three days, the Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position. You will put the Pharaoh's cup in his hand just as you used to do. And when you were just as used to do when you were his cupbearer. But when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to the Pharaoh and get me out of prison. For I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews. Even here, I have done nothing to deserve being in a dungeon. Did you see that? Joseph knew that God was giving him something to do. 
but also Joseph had enough wisdom to understand, to use this opportunity of giving him this good news to let him know when you talk to the Pharaoh, remember me, tell him I was taken from the land of Hebrews. I'm in this place because I did nothing because part of his wife lied on him. Joseph is using this opportunity. Guess what? He doesn't, does not know that this cupbearer, once he gets out, he ain't telling nobody what has happened at that time because it wasn't time for him to go out. But I'm giving you a little tad bit, tad bit secret, so I want you to understand this. Now, you might look at Joseph and say, man, he was his father's favorite son. His father gave him a coat of many colors. You'll say that uh, he had all these dreams. Why was it so hard for him? Why did he end up in slavery? Why did he end up in prison? And can I give you a tad bit secret so you'll understand? Joseph, God was going to use him to save the whole world. And God had to keep him incubated in secrecy till it was time for him to be used and be recognized. So sometimes when you think that things are not happening fast the way they should be happening for you, sometimes God can be incubating you, keeping you in a safe place until it's time. Because just think, if people that would have had known what he was going to be doing for God in the near future, they could have killed him because of jealousy, because of the prestige and the place of honor he was going to be put into. So sometimes when adversity comes your way, it's not that God don't love you. He don't care about what's on you. Like I said, whatever's on your heart, man, it's on God's heart, man. But Joseph had to be stored away. Even though his brothers sold him, they did him wrong. But God was using this to build character, build his personality. Because through all this hardship and pain that he's going through, one day he's going to get to what God is going to set him before. And when he has the opportunity to get his enemies, the people who betrayed him, you know what he did because he had went through so much adversity? He loved them. But that's later on. That's a whole different whole different thing when we start talking about Joseph but I just want you to know that God is in control and God's using some dreams to eventually let the Pharaoh know hey I control this I don't care how many people bow down to you think that you're God but I'm the ultimate God and I'm in control and I'm going to show you how much I'm in control because I'm going to do some allow some things to happen in the earth where you would know that I am ultimately in control. So we know that, so I want you to know that God is, uh, is in control of your circumstances, your destiny. So do not be discouraged. Do not give up. Like I said, do not give up. Today in America, we got the oldest person ever elected to be president at 78 years of age. That's pretty awesome. But don't, guess what? Don't look at that as being something odd because you can find in the Bible that the second time the God comes to get Moses, he's 80 years old.
See what I'm saying? See, sometimes you have to learn some things along the way before you get to the point where God is going to use you. Just like Joseph had to do. He had to learn some things along the way because God is getting ready to use him to save the world. But also let the Pharaoh know that there's a God, a real God, that's able to control anything and everything. Well, let, let's get back. Let's go, let's go to uh, Genesis chapter 40, verse 16, because now guess what? We're going to talk about the baker, because you guess what? Now, his stuff ain't going to be favorable. His stuff ain't going to be favorable. He's going to get some news that, guess what? He don't want to get. And so, you know, uh, when, I, when, I, when I think about the, the baker, I think about, you know, how when you, if you, you know, if you know someone and they go to the doctor, and sometimes the doctor might tell them, hey, you only got so many days to live. This was getting ready to happen to this baker. He's getting to find out that he only got so many days. And let's look at verse 16. And when the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread. And the top basket were all kind of baked goods for the pharaoh. But the birds were eating them out of the basket of my head. Now, because Joseph... Joseph is not saying this on his own. He's, he already told him interpretation belonged to God. And this is what he's going to tell him. This is what it means. Joseph is going to be the doctor. He's about to give a death sentence. This is what it means. Joseph said the three baskets are three days. Within three days, the Pharaoh will lift off your head and hang you on a tree. And the birds would eat away your flesh. Now the third day was the Pharaoh's birthday. You hear that? Say, tell me the Pharaoh's didn't really have a birthday. And the Pharaoh needs to be satisfied because these people made a man. They did something to, to, to make the Pharaoh upset. But now the Pharaoh's, the Pharaoh's birthday, remember like this. Pharaoh needs to be happy on his birthday. Anything that's hindering him, he he's he not having it around on his birthday. And he gave a feast for all his officials. He lifted up the head of the chief cupbearer and the chief breaker in his presence of his officials. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position so that once again the cup into the Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker, just as Joseph has said this to them his interpretation. The chief cup baker, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Now, you know, it says that he forgot him because it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't Joseph's time. Yeah, he forgot him. And, you know, it's like, man, could you imagine that? Joseph then told his guy, man, you're going to live. The other guy going to die. The guy lives and the guy does not do anything. How many times you been there for someone? And they looked at you and they laughed and they forgot about it. But remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you. There's nothing that God won't do for you. God will turn your whole circumstances around. Do not be discouraged. Do not give up. Because guess what? 
Joseph is still in prison. And could you imagine how he felt dejected? But God is in control. Joseph don't know what God is getting ready to do. He just say, I just, I gave God the glory. I'm going to keep on praising God in the midst of my adversities. I'm not going to give up on God. I'm going to keep on believing and trusting who God is. This is what Joseph did. He just kept on believing. He kept on believing and kept on just trusting God. After every hard turn in his life. God is in control. Who's really in control? I want you to know God is in control. Because it's not time. Because God has appointed time for everything. Sometimes you got to understand that when God is getting ready to, to bless you, use you, he has appointed time. It says in Galatians, the fullness of time, that God sent forth his son. It says in the fullness of time. In other words, God didn't send Christ in Abram's day. He didn't send him in Joseph's day. He didn't send him in David's day. He had to wait until the season was right. That the people's heart and mind was right. So Joseph is still in prison. And, you know, it's just, he's, and he, but he know what he's doing? He ain't giving up on God, so don't give up on God because God don't give up on you. Now let's go to uh, 41. I'm excited because I want you to know that, you know, God is ultimately in control of the whole world. And this is how we're going to see it. Because this is what God, this is the third dream. Remember like this, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we see this three. Represents Trinity, in other words. Three days, this guy gone live. Three days, this guy's going to die. Just let you know that God is fully in control. That God is running this. Ain't nobody else running this but God. And God is going to use a series of dreams to let the world know that he is the ultimate, ultimate power. You know, that word sovereignty means there is no one. He don't answer to no one. There is no greater than God. That's why he's sovereign, in other words. There, is, there ain't nothing else but him. Okay, now let's look at this. Now Joseph was, it was took two years. Being faithful in two years, you know, and, you know, just trusting God. Don't even know what's going to happen. Don't know I'm ever going to see my father. I ain't going to see my brother. That's a hard place to be at. Don't have no relationship. He's in a foreign land. He doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have no kids. He have no one to talk to. I'm talking about, you know, now, you know, he, 13 years, long time to suffer. But God was building his character, his makeup, because he was going to be used to save the whole world at this time and let the Pharaoh know who God really was. And let's look at it. It says in verse 1 in chapter 41, when the two four years had passed, the Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile. He went out of the river. There came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they gazed among the reeds. And after them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunty, came up out of the Nile and stood beside those on the riverbank. 
and the cows that were ugly and gaunty ate up the seven sleek fat cows. Then the pharaoh woke up. What the hell? That's what I, you know, I just, just tell you. That's what I would have said. What? Don't tell me because, you know, you get something like that, it wakes you up. What? Because God is getting his attention. God is getting ready to let the pharaoh know. Now, you're not in control. I'm in control. And I'm about to let you know what I'm getting ready to do on the earth. But also, at the same time, God is working in Joseph's life. Because Joseph is right now, he's still in prison, remember? He ain't, he's been there for two years. He told this one guy, hey, you're going to live. Guy forgot about him. That's what it says. said he forgot about him. Just that simple. And so guess what? Pharaoh woke up, and you know what? He's tired. And, but God is not through speaking. Remember like the sometimes when you see God do things multiple means because things are get, get established, in other words. And this is what it says. He fell asleep again. And had a second dream. Seven head of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other single stalks, heads of grain sprouted, thin, scorched by the east wind. The thin head of grain swallowed up the seven healthy, full head. Then the Pharaoh woke up. What the hell? They told me, that's what God did. See, God first showed him that I'm going to do something with the animals. But also, I'm going to do something with the land, with the vegetation. Said he woke up. In the morning, his mind was troubled. So he sent for all the magicians, all the wise men of Egypt, the pharaohs, and told them his dream. But no one could interpret for him. And you know why they couldn't interpret? Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Once you know you're not alone. And so this is what it says. It says, in the morning, his mind was troubled. See what God did? God put some things on his mind. Because he didn't know what it meant. Because he wasn't a God. Had no, he's, you know, yeah, he's in charge on earth, but God is ultimately in charge of everything. That's what I want you to understand today, that whatever you're going through, understand that God is ultimately in charge of everything. In the morning, his mind was troubled. So he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. The Pharaoh told them his dream, but no one can interpret them. Then the chief cupbearer said to the pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh once was angry with his servant, and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night. Each had a meaning of his own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, the servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams and he interpreted them for us giving each man his, the interpretation of his dream. And the things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to you, to us. And I was restored to my position and the other man was hanged. See what happened? 
Now, this is this is what I, I want you to see this because you got to see this. You got to understand this. Now, it took two years, but God is working. He's working these two years that Joseph is still in prison. The Pharaoh has these dreams. The cupbearer remembered his shortcomings, but also he remembered what Joseph told him in Genesis 40. Remember me. Tell him about me. And so this was an opportunity that God was going to use not only to let the Pharaoh know that he's ultimately in control of everything, but now it's time for Joseph to be used. All these dreams that Joseph had when he was with his father and his, and his family, and he was telling them about all the stuff, his brothers, about these dreams, how they was going to bow down to him. You know, those dreams he had when he was 17 years old, teenager. I want you to see how you understand God is in control. When he was a teenager, God was giving him dreams. So if you have a, you have a child and they tell you they got dreams, don't not start praying over them so that whatever God is speaking to their hearts, that you're giving them guidance of what God is speaking. Because God will speak to anyone at any point in time. You go to, you go to First Samuel, you'll find out that it says it was read in those days to even hear a word from God, but Samuel heard from God. So I want to let you know, if your kids telling you God is speaking to them, listen to them, don't beat them up about it. And so now it's time for Joseph to be elevated. Like I said, if all these people in Egypt would have known where he was going to be at, there's no way in the world they wouldn't have killed him. And so this is what happens. It says in verse 14, Genesis 41. So the Pharaoh sent and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. I want you to understand it said quickly, instantaneously. At that very moment, his life was changed. And do you know what? Let me tell you something. He went before the king, but before he got to the king, guess what he had to do? He had to be cleaned up. He had to be made over. So when God get ready to elevate you, he's going to not just change you from the inside, but he's going to change you from the outside. And you're going to see this with Joseph. So the Pharaoh sent for Joseph. He was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it is said of you that when you were, you heard a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it. You hear what Joseph said? You see, honor, honor God, honor God. He's going to honor God. He said, I can't do it. Joseph replied to the Pharaoh, but God will give the Pharaoh the answer he desires. Now, you know what the Pharaoh said? What are he talking about? See, Joseph gave God glory. Even after being slaves, sold into slavery, even after being in prison, even after he told the other guy, he said he didn't take no credit. He gave all the credit to God. Then the Pharaoh said to Joseph, in my dream, I was standing at the bank of the Nile. When out of the river, there came up seven cows, fat, sleek, 
and they grazed among the reeds. And after them, seven other cows came up, scrawny, very ugly, and lean. I have never seen such an ugly cow in all the lands of Egypt. The lean, ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows, and they came up first. But even after they ate them, no one could tell that they had done so. They looked just as ugly as before. Then I woke up. In my dream, I also saw seven heads of grains full of good growing single stalks. And after them, seven other heads sprouted, withered and thin, scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads. I told this to the magicians, but none could explain it to me. Now, like I said, whatever's on your heart matters on God's heart, man. And like I said, Joseph never makes it be about him. He's only going to testify about his God. Then Joseph said to the Pharaoh, the dream of the Pharaohs are one, the same. God has revealed to the Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up afterwards are seven years. And so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is just as I said to the Pharaoh. God has shown the Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. Then the abundance of Egypt will be forgotten, and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not remember because of the famine that followed. It will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to the Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter had been firmly decided by God, and it would be it would be it would do it soon. See that? Who's in charge? God is in charge, as we see. God is completely in charge. He's completely in control of everything. And so, this is you know how God works. God works in in all kinds of ways. Things can change for you suddenly. And this is what God is getting ready to do. He's getting ready to. And he's going to elevate Joseph. And so God is going to use these three dreams, I said, to let everyone know that there is a God who knows everything before it happens. God, look at this. He told one guy, three days you're going to live, three days you're going to die. He told the Pharaoh, seven years of plenty. After that, seven years is going to be bad. If you read the whole, the whole story of Joseph's life in Genesis, you'll find out that these things came true that there was a family, but God used Joseph to feed the people, to save the land, save his family, the same brothers who sold him into bondage. I just wanted to share that with you so that you'll know that God is fully in charge. Who's in charge? That's the title of the message. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm going to close in prayer, but I want you to know that God is in charge, just as he showed the cupbearer, the baker, and the pharaoh. And he showed the whole land that he was in charge because there were seven years of plenty 
being able to defend. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for your word, Father. We know that you are fully in charge, that there's no one else in charge but you, Father. Yes, you do use people on earth. You do elect people into offices to be senators, to be presidents, to be congressmen. You raise up people to be kings and queens, but Father, but you're ultimately in control of our lives, and you can change anything suddenly. You can make things happen instantaneously for your people, Father. I pray that this word would be edifying, that it would encourage people to understand that you are ultimately in control. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to tell you that I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you for listening. I uh, hope that you have a, a blessed day, a blessed week. And I can't wait to come back to you with another message. Love you. Remember, you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. Thanks for listening to the show. Bye-bye.